Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome back to the program. My guests today are the hosts of a one-of-a-kind live podcast, The Disarranged Talk Show, Matthew Gardner and Andrew Turner, two humble and brave Marines who have created this show to help in the ongoing transition from military to civilian life and all its complexities. It's a form of therapy for them and their audience. We talk about working through PTSD, whether from military experiences or just plain old life. We also discuss some of the growing trends in our country and how each one of us can change the world by changing our world. Catch their show live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on their YouTube channel, The Disarranged Talk Show. Well, thank you guys again. I appreciate you coming on board and and sharing your story with me. Um, I like what you guys are doing. Um, I want, I want to do a little shout out to uh, to Tina McCafferty with uh, We the People Are American Stories and Dexter Pitts with I Am Pitts because they both yep. sort of turned me on to you and we kind of sort of feed each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, people we think are interesting and and so cool. it's it's exciting to have you guys here. So so I'm gonna just turn it over to you. You guys let me you do your introductions and and tell us about how you guys how do you know each other, your military, why you do this show, and and then we'll go from there. Matt, you want to start us off, brother? So, yeah, my name is Matthew Gardner, and uh, I'm the co-host for uh, Disarranged. Uh, I'm best friends with uh, the host, Andrew Turner. I tell you, we we met in 2008 um, at Camp Lejeune and uh, 5th Battalion, 10th Marines, Romeo Battery. I got transferred over there from another battery and uh, we were going to Afghanistan together. So um, when we were deployed in Afghanistan, Andrew was my gunner. Uh, uh, so he was a turret gunner. He was up in the, the turret and I was the driver. And uh, we spent a lot of time together there, a lot of time together on post and just kind of formed a, a, a friendship and uh, a bond and a relationship. And, and uh, he ended up getting out after four years i'll let him get into that and then um i stayed in um until 10 years i was medically retired after 10 years uh due to reoccurring kidney stones so um but <laughs> he's left but we uh yeah we we always kept in touch and uh it was really just probably a couple years ago um i was going through some really hard stuff and uh would reach out to Andrew and we started talking more and more and then uh, figured out that this, the conversations that we were having weren't just exclusive to us, that they were probably being had by a lot of veterans and um, that we needed to include their voice in, 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 in the conversation uh, for a therapeutic value. And, and that's what started it all. Yeah, that was that was well said. Well, that was a good introduction to kind of uh, what we're doing. Uh, Brian, thanks for having us. Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm uh, the Andrew Turner, the the host of the Disarranged Talk Show. Um, you know, Matt gave a great introduction, and when we met, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, him being uh, a few years older than I was when we first met. You know, I was a young buck, 23. Uh, well, he was 28 
um, when he joined. So uh, he had already had a, you know, a, a different life perspective, if you will, and was just at a different stage in general. Um, so I, I kind of always looked up to him in that, in those regards. And um, it was, it was cool how our, our relationship was formed just kind of over him kind of telling me all the things that I did really wrong in life uh, and, and uh, spending many nights alone on, on posts, staring off into the darkness of the desert, uh, yeah. just, just getting bashed by him. But it's just, it formed a really, really great relationship. And it's something that uh, I value to this day. And to Matt's point, when we started talking, you know, we were connecting on Skype and, you know, we would, you know, spend hours, together we'd be crying laughing and we have the ups and downs and you know one day we just looked at each other and we we're like brother like there's let's 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 turn the cameras on and uh let's just let's just start telling our story and and we came up with a few missions and and uh, three missions and and if i remember them correctly they were just basically we're always going to do this for ourselves uh as long as you know as long as it's helping us we're gonna we're gonna continue to do it as long as we stay consistent and if we can affect one person, then we've ultimately set out and done our mission. Right. Yeah. And so for the last 12 months, we're coming up on our year mark uh, this month and uh, we've held to that and we're 40 about to go on our 46 episode. Yeah. We only took a couple of weeks off and, and we've held, held to it. So it's been, it's been great. What um, maybe back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Prior to going into when you guys signed up to go into the military, were you surprised at the experiences you had, or were you prepared and you knew what was going to happen, or or was it just like, oh like, my gosh, I this is a horrible decision. This is a good decision when you got there. Yeah. I Let me think talk a little I, bit about that. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> me being at the age I was, um, I I had to that point watched pretty much the war unfolding um as an adult so um i could comprehend what was at stake and and i joined during a time when um we were right in the middle of the war uh so i joined the marine corps because my thought was if i'm going to go to war if i'm going to do this then i i want to go with the the baddest motherfuckers in the world excuse my language, but, um, and I, you know, the Marine Corps is and was everything that I thought it was going to be. My experiences, um, both good and bad are, are cherished. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was, it was harder a lot mentally than I thought it would be, but, um, it was what I imagined. To be honest, I, uh, I didn't know what to really expect. I went from, uh, basically watching GI Jane and uh, then then watching uh, this um, this TV show that basically what I saw was the honor courage commitment that they that they speak of and then they drill inside of our head uh, and you know so I really didn't have any expectations other than I knew I was going to be able to go there and find a brotherhood. And so when I was growing up, I, I came from an area where ice hockey was a huge thing. I grew up literally skating at the age of two and played uh, college hockey, uh, got hurt. And I was just going through a really rough time. And I had lost that bond that I'd always had found through hockey. 
and I saw the show long story short short it was uh oh you know, move that bus or whatever and they built this yeah. guy a house and uh he was uh he was an amputee um one of his kids had like a, a mental dis- uh, disability and he had two other children was in the middle of a mortgage and, and a home build that wasn't completely finished and then he got deployed to Iraq um came home and his wife left him with all the kids and just basically couldn't handle the fact that he was handicapped. So, so they came in, paid off this guy's mortgage, built him a house, uh, all handicap accessible for both him and his, his child. Um, and then all of a sudden the Marine Corps comes marching in and you just see these dress blues and these, these motherfuckers just slamming their heels, dude. It was just, and I'm sitting there watching this and I'm like, what is about to happen? And all of a sudden this guy looks over and he realizes he's like, Oh my God, this guy comes out of the formation. He's got his head down and he come and looks up and he's got a folded flag. And it was the guy that pulled him out and saved his life. Oh, wow. And he took, he took that flag and they put it up together. And there was three stones that said honor, courage, commitment. I was right there. I, I remember laying in bed and that's all I could think. Of. I was like, dude, could I do something like that? I was like, yo, could I actually, could I, could I be that selfish? Uh, yes. Well, I'm sorry. That's the wrong uh, selfless. 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 Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Selfless, you know? And, and, and uh, yeah, I didn't tell my family and I kind of uh, just, just did it. And then when I got the news that I was leaving, I told them, so I hadn't zero expectations. I didn't know what a general order was. Uh, hmm. I just knew that if, that the, the Marine Corps was the, the biggest and baddest uh, out there and that it's, I needed to be a part of it. Uh, mom surprised. So, yeah, we kind of had like, uh, we had a little family dinner and I kind of just like tossed the folder on the table. Um, and then it wasn't long after my recruiter called me and was like, Hey, he's like, cause I was supposed to leave like within 30 or 45 days when I told my family. And he basically called me that night and was like, I had a guy drop out. He's supposed to ship out in seven days. Will you take it? And I was like, I'm in. So I was gone. Tell me about the name of your show. Where'd that come from? <clears throat> so as, as easy as it is and as basic as it sounds, I mean, uh, I, I think we're all a little disarranged. Um, I think just as human beings, um, how we're kind of, I don't want to get too crazy with it, but how we're, you know, I just think we're kind of molded, right? We don't have a choice of being here and how we're here. Right. And we're constantly like, we're thrown into something and, I just think naturally as humans, we're a little disarranged with today's society. And on top of that for us, and I know other people have traumas and things that have happened to them, but for us as veterans and uh, the things that we've experienced, I, I, I can kind of see where we were disarranged. Um, so that's really, that's really the skinny. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've always thought of it as, um, you know, we focus a lot on transition, especially because really we reconnected during my transition and and uh, Andrew is still struggle, struggling, you know, coming to grips with his. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of it as, you know, you're you're disoriented while you're rearranging your life, so it's yeah. it's disarranged. So I'm like the uh, the island of misfit toys, right? Which we all are <laughs> to yeah. some yeah. extent. Like so your transition from military to non-military, correct? Yeah. Right. Because I never served. I had a brother who served. That's as close to the military as I got. So I don't really, I don't know. Uh, I think the close, 
I was on a hot shot fire crew for four seasons and that's as close to it as I can think of. Cause we were with each other for 24 hours a day for like three yeah. weeks at a time. That's about and it. That, now that's when you guys jump into uh forest fires. Those are smoke jumpers. Hot shots are, are we're not oh, the elite. We walk in smoke jumpers fly in. Okay. All right. But all right. So yeah, but you're still, but that's listen, I, I respect yeah. anybody that, that the woods are a whole different beast and yeah. Uh, loggers, firefighters, thing, people that go in there, it's, that's a whole different world. And I, that's commendable. Yeah. Young, young men's game for sure. Back yeah. When I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True story. From your perspective, tell people that, that, you know, they've heard it, but maybe they don't know what it means. What does it mean? I mean, so, so post, post traumatic stress disorder, um, you know, is also was known as like shell shock or battle fatigue. Um, but it's, it's basically if anybody has witnessed a terrifying or traumatic event and then has had effects that follow months, maybe even years later, uh, those effects could be, you know, anything from sleepless nights, um, anxiety, depression, um, let's say what, uh, uh, increased arousals and understanding, like trying to hyper awareness, um, and, and, and negative moods. Um, so, I think with PTSD and, and, and to your point, Brian, how is how it's been kind of kind of washed is. I think everyone as humans, we've all been through traumatic events, right? right. I think to kind of be play devil's advocate on that side, I think that uh, PTSD is more of a commonality between people and more of a bridge between people nowadays, because I don't think it's necessarily fair for veterans to be able to to hold that torch, if you will, of the. The, the PTSD uh, world and torch, if you want. Um, but under, with, with that and understanding and having empathy for everybody, everyone, everybody has a story. And just because they haven't been necessarily, you know, shot at or, or gone through traumatic certain events that Matt and I have doesn't mean that they don't fall under the, the things that I just listed. Yeah, I, I think that one thing we've definitely learned through this process and talking to people um, with PTSD or who have been through traumatic incidents um, is the commonality of the symptoms that people suffer from, um, you know, the disassociation, the uh, cutoff of, of emotions, the, um, you know, paranoid, all the things that, that, that people deal with. It doesn't necessarily mean, like Andrew said, you know, you had to be in a firefight or you got blown up. Um, we recently um, had Clint Malarchuk on our show to talk about his uh, 1989 incident where he was uh, severely injured for, uh, from a skate on his neck. And uh, his PTSD got so bad that he ended up trying to commit suicide and live from it. But a lot of the same symptoms he had were the same symptoms that combat survivors have or somebody who was in a bad car accident or, you know, whatever it might be. So I like to Andrew's point, I think it does connect us all in a way, you know, like recognizing it in yourselves and others. I mean, you, you, you gave some descriptions there, but is, yeah. is there a way to recognize it in other people that may not even realize they have it? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I think, um, I think 
I think it's like a lot of things. I think you have to be, you have to have honest conversation with yourself. I think that's where a lot of this starts. And and I say this, I, I say this with, you know, uh, coming up 11, 12 years of experience of, of trying to figure it out and kind of in living this lifestyle of um, trying to find my, find my own way out here. But I think it's an honest conversation that you have to have with yourself. And if you're avoiding things, if you're masking things to, to avoid the feelings and you're not addressing your emotions, I think then, yeah, there, there's might be a level of some sort, of disorder with you in terms of an emotional post-traumatic, but like, it all depends on the person. Right. But again, I think it just starts with having that honest conversation and, and self-evaluating yourself. Yeah. I think, I think like to what I said before, when you're, especially if you know somebody um, who has been through a traumatic incident, you know, that, that automatically triggers um, an episode in your brain and and you're really never the same, you know, your, your reactions to things, the way you, you look at things and, and uh, your thought process, your, your emotional process, you start to see some of those signs um, happening to people that, that they don't necessarily see themselves because it's just a natural reaction. Now, whereas before the incident, they would react differently. Now they react completely differently because their brain has, uh, created that that change so yeah I, I definitely think there's there's a lot of obvious signs that you can see and, and people who to Andrew's point who are more in tune with um, themselves are, are able to spot those on other people and I also want to add too is there's an actual chemical change that happens in the brain when right. when when you're as humans when we go through something whether it's a, a fight or flight moment or when, when you get so scared and anxious and, and, and traumatic events happen and occur, there's an actual chemical change that happens in the brain that necessarily we haven't found to this state as can be reversed. That's why we have to do things like talk therapy, uh, close therapy sessions uh, to, to deal with the new way of life. Yeah. Right. And I, and I know for myself, um, you know, it, I'm such, I'm so up and down. It's day to day. You know, and that's everybody's day to day, right? Everyone can't can't always put a mask on, and I think that's a whole other underlying issue. But anyways, well, you mentioned therapy, and so I was just going to ask, you know, are you guys doing outside therapy, or is your show the therapy, or both? Uh, and and are you seeing progress? You want to go first, Andrew? Yeah. So this this has always been a hot topic for me and in, and in my personal relationships, Brian. So I, I'll definitely hop on this one. Um, if I had to go back a few years, I was, I was very against going and talking to somebody that one, I necessarily didn't know. Right. Um, I'm an open book when you get to know me, but I also didn't understand the value of sitting down and talking to somebody and expressing my, my fears and my, my traumas, um, and being, and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it costs, it cost me a lot of relationships. Um, you know, it, it, it cost me a marriage and fast forward 10 years or well, eight years. 
I understand now, like maybe talking to somebody and just being able to get it off your chest is, is, is the way to go. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, so I, I've always been up and down with it. So I, I say that along with an answer to tell you that I'm, I'm currently getting back into active therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for me, life's all about it, it, life's been really hard to balance out here outside the military. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate using the excuse to say like, I don't have time because like, I should always have time to fix me and we should always make time to fix ourselves. Um, but it, it's just the managing side of it and setting aside the time and being able to be focused. I'm, I'm, I'm a point aimed ready weapon, you know? So I've just got to be focused and pointed in the right direction and, and, and life doesn't work that way sometimes for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I started suffering symptoms. We, we were on a deployment uh, to Japan um, about two years after our deployment to Afghanistan. And I just started to notice that, uh, I started to feel like I was going to crawl out of my own skin and very anxious and, and, uh, kind of paranoid and always obsessing about negative things, things like that. Um, I started with medication and, and, uh, I've done therapy for years. Um, I'm still on medication and it, it's definitely helped, you know, I'm better on it <laughs> than I am off it. But I think the important thing to remember is, is that you're still going to have symptoms and you're still going to have good or bad times, even on medication, you're still going to be a human being. You know, the medication's not to um, completely take away everything, you know, that you are emotionally and mentally. Uh, you don't want to be a vegetable, you know, so yeah, I still go through times. Uh, my big thing is, is when it hits me, I don't have necessarily depression. I, I disassociate myself and, and, uh, and just kind of go black for a while, you know, and, um, I'm stuck in my own mind, you know, so the times with therapy now and in medication, those, obviously have lessened and they're, they're less severe, but it doesn't stop it from happening. And that's the, I think that's the important part of, of therapy, but the, the show itself um, has helped us a lot. And I, I think that was another goal of ours to doing the show is look, if it's helping us, we, like I said, we know other veterans or other people who are struggling um, with these natural things that everyday people go through should be a part of this conversation. Are there some cool examples of, you know, maybe guests you've had or people have called into your show where you've been able to almost do like a right on impromptu session with somebody, whether, whether they knew it or not, just helping someone yeah. over the, over the, you know, keep talking them back from the ledge, I guess. Yeah. So uh, that's a great question. And we had, uh, one of our first callers uh, called in. It was um, a gentleman when uh, earlier this year I was unemployed, so I was just driving Lyft and promoting the show. <laughs> I'd make people sign, uh, like, like scan QR codes and stuff. And anyways, uh, I picked up this one gentleman and I was telling him about a show. And he uh, he he was like, "Yeah, man, like I'm I'm always down to like listen and learn." And one night we were about to close the show out, and the and the phone rang. 
and like live. And so we answered the phone and it, it happened to be that guy. And he says, Hey man, like, I really appreciate you guys. Like I I've been tuning in and, uh, I, I've got a question. I just, I really can't sleep at night and, and I, I struggle with this and that. And so Matt and I were like, Oh damn. Like you could see live, like our reactions of how excited we were. And we were trying to provide value for this gentleman. Right. And, you know, and we have to be careful because we skate in a fine line. Like we're not any type of professionals. So let's just get that straight in right. terms of like medical professionals or, you know, we're just strictly going off um live action in terms of like what we've actually been through in life and what we know right so we started giving him just basic things and tried to help him and he uh he was thankful and grateful and uh, that was really cool that was one story of a call in um but we actually we have had one of our our really close friends the last three years has been really struggling um and there's no really need to share any names or anything but he struggles with with alcohol and substance um and he has the last three years was hooked on this kratom shit um it's this over-the-counter pain medicine that if you take a good amount of them it makes it feel like you're on a percocet uh, or some sort of opiate right well he, he's been doing this for three years and it will cause like he'll just sit there and just tip back the 12 ounces all night long and he was drinking up to 30 beers a day and taking all this Kratom stuff. So like the last few months we had gotten into a few arguments and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So like my buddy's like, if, if I can't communicate with them, I'm coming at you somehow. And it's just straight love. It's just, I just communicate a little differently. And uh, it's just like, we're happy to report now he's over a month off it. Um, he's more clear. He's been calling me every morning. Um, and he said to me, he goes, man, I heard you say one time, uh, you know, you asked me if, if I was going to allow the, the, my eight years in the Marine Corps to be the best eight years of my life. And you said, you asked me if I lived to a hundred years old, are you going to allow this to be the best years of your life? And he goes, man, I, I don't, I don't know what that did to me. He's like, I just woke up one day and I was done. I, I just needed a change. And like, I, I'm not trying to pat myself or ourselves on the back for having that conversation, Matt and I, but it's, it's that it was that easy. If I had to be honest, it was that easy. Well, you mentioned you're not professionals, but I think not, not to diss on professional degrees and experience, mm -hmm. but sometimes that can be overrated and just loving someone like you did right. so, is a miracle yeah. drug. Yeah. It's just that like we were being honest with him and, you know, it's how dare you? Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, I'm not going to lie. Like, man, I, I, you know, sometimes, uh, it's, um, Dave Matthews says, uh, we, uh, the wicked lies we tell to, you know, save you, uh, from, from the truth or, or something along those lines. I know I butchered it, but, <laughs> um, it's the truth, man. We lie. Like there's, we hold we hold back the truth a lot of the times because we don't want to hurt the person that we're trying to communicate with. But sometimes with the all we fucking need is, is, is a straight arrow. Right. Well, holding back the truth tends mm -hmm. to hurt. Yeah. Over in, in, on a drip. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think our, our ability to uh, and our willingness to be very transparent with our own lives. Uh, 
I mean, you'll never hear on any one of our shows or anytime we talk about ourselves um, in, on a higher stage, we, we talk about some of the lowest moments of our life. Um, mm -hmm. We talk about when we're struggling with things currently. Um, we talk about substance abuse issues that we both had. We talk about relationship problems that we both had. We talk about everything. So I think that when someone's listening, um, they feel comfortable or more safe to engage in that those conversations because uh, we've made ourselves vulnerable. So, well, you're real, and you're people can identify with you, right? Mm. So it's that's that's the magic, really. Yeah, and we don't do enough of that, and now with social media, and we've all heard it that everyone puts out their shiniest, best wrapping. Sure, you know we all know that that's it's a lie. Really, yeah. I mean, everybody's got crap. Every house has a story, yeah. And it's okay to talk about it, and and we compare our our lows to someone else's highs, right? It's just a futile, fruitless it is. effort. Yeah, you know. No, absolutely, I agree. Maybe shifting gears a little bit. I had a question uh, about there's a narrative in the country that that mm -hmm. America's the all the world's problems are because of America and all of our maybe I don't want to believe stuff like that. I don't know if, if, if the history that I've learned is inaccurate or what, but do you guys hear that? Do you feel that the, the place needs to be, we need to just tear it down and start over. Well, uh, Andrew, you go ahead first. Cause I'll probably be more long winded. <laughs> than you. We have lots of wind time. Yes. There's, I see a narrative that you speak of. I do believe that there is a narrative being pushed. Um, I, for me, who I am and the type of person since, especially since I've been out of the Marine Corps, it's very hard for me to um, focus on this, that type of noise when I'm such, I'm so in tuned and I'm so trying to figure it out and not be a failure to me and my own judgment that that stuff's so noisy to me. I don't have really have space for it, but I, I'm like the guy that walks through uh, the checkout line and re observes like all the, the, the top news station, all this, all the news stuff on all the front covers. So I can have a, at least know a little bit about it and have a slight of a conversation about it. But there's, there's such a narrative that is being pushed. And for someone like me to notice it when, I don't necessarily focus on it necessarily like, like Matt does. There is, there is a narrative where it's just trying to separate us um, and, and create a war between right and wrong. And we really don't know what right or wrong is. Um, and it's, it's created a stance between um, differences of opinions. And then each party thinks um, the other person's throwing shade or, or hate at them. I just think that we're such a young country and, and I feel that all this has happened before in society in a, in, in some sort of level, but the access of communication that we have today and being able to see what happens in Utah instantly here in Baltimore or Michigan to Florida or all over the world. Right. I think the access of information and being able to pin that and, and have your control of agenda and communicate that to the masses is, is, is the problem also. Right. So I think that 
we're going to be all right. It's just going to be, uh, this is just something that we've never experienced as a culture in our young country. You got to think when we, when we started, you know, it was 1775 wasn't long ago. So you look at, especially like the other developing nations and you know, like over in Europe and in the Asian cultures, they've been around for since the eighties, you know, they've, they've experienced a lot of this stuff and we're a smorgasbord. I think this is, so, so we're a toddler and, and yeah. just, we, we've fallen down, but we're yes. going to get back up. Yes. I, I, and I, I don't, I think the narrative isn't correct. There is a narrative and I, I don't, I don't think it's going to get better because of social media and the media as a whole, the media is used as a tool um, by people who want to project certain points of views. And it's used to push agendas and push thoughts and push fear and push hatred and push separation, all those things. So mm. the more access we have um, to social media, to other people's lives, to opinions, to thoughts, that's never going to change. It's just going to get uh, bigger. So um, I don't think that America today is any more racist than it was 30, 40 years ago. I think it's, I think the, the average person, white, black, or Asian or anything, doesn't care about race. I think there is a percentage that are racist people, but I, I, I do think it's it's not the way the narrative carries. It's it's taking one or two things and, and pushing an agenda with it and creating separation. But I think if yeah. you if you notice the average person that goes to work every day, stops at a gas station, goes to the grocery store, they're not looking at a black person or an Asian person or anything like that. They're just looking at another human being. It's it's the media that drives the stuff, and 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 there and it's the the small percentage of people that carry it, unfortunately, uh, and certain certain circumstances. So, now I don't think it's ever going to get any better because our access to media and social media is never going to get smaller. I actually have to disagree, Matt. Uh, not not to Brian, not to take this over, but I, Matt, I have to disagree. Oh, Just I think that I think that. I understand what you're saying, but I also think that as we're going to evolve with this media, this media stuff, like we've always evolved as, as humanity has, right? So there's going to be people that are going to be taking stances. There's going to be more of the Elon Musk's coming up. I think that there's, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think, I think there'll be combatives towards it. So I don't think it's going to take over. We're going to adapt, improvise, adapt, and overcome from it. But yes, you're right. The mat, the the the, the majority is controlled. But I don't I don't see that it's that there isn't a oh, look, look at where the combatives who, who have tried to step forward. Look what happens to them. They get silenced. They but, get canceled. And all the people who who create the narrative and who throw gas uh, throw gasoline on the fire, they're allowed to speak more fluently. But people who want to take a stand against it, they get silenced. But so do you, you not think, do you not think that us as a society and us as people see that and eventually like enough's going to be enough. You only can do it so many times before people just say, fuck it, I'm done. Right. Maybe. So it's like we it, the majority sees it. We may not have a voice about it, but the majority is the majority. And I, yeah. and I there's only so many times that you can you can do that and, and without repercussions. Yeah, I can see both your sides on that for sure, because it is. I mean, to, 
you know, we call it the cancel culture. I was talking with a, mm -hmm. uh, I have another friend who's, who's, you know, very, very liberal. So we, we don't agree on much, but we, it's, it's always a civil discussion. And he says, it's not the cancel culture, it's the consequence culture, which I thought was valid. I mean, whatever you say, you can say it, but there is a, there's consequences there's, to whatever you say. But there's no consequences to what that size says. To some. Yeah, you're right. For yeah. Generally speaking, there's that's how it's. consequences to yeah. the people that they don't want to hear what they have to say. There's right, there's a double standard. Them, oh, but yeah. everybody yeah, else totally. can say whatever the hell they want, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like, just the whole. And so whoever's driving, whoever controls the media and the narrative, you know, and, and hopefully, Andrew is right, hopefully at some point at the 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 tie changes in a little bit and we have some people that can even things out. But if, if things stay the way they are, you have people who are getting silenced to are trying to say the right things or have an opinion that differs from other people's opinions and they're being silenced and, and other people are allowed to say whatever the hell they want. I mean, someone can get in front of a camera and not know me uh, as a person and just look at me like you said, Brian, and say, you're racist because you're white and that's perfectly fine for them to say right and, and that i'll be on the news and and people will push that narrative all day because it just drives the shit so yeah. I, well and you guys you guys have literally were willing to risk your life for the freedoms that allow us like the constitution and the freedoms we have in america allow everyone to be a moron yeah which is great and, and not so great. And that, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal platform, phenomenal tools. Yep. It's a tool. And you say, you mentioned the media is a tool. Media is a tool run by tools half yep. the time. <laughs> but, uh, but we've, for, we've sort of, and I beat this drum all the time. It is a common theme with all my interviews is, is that we've, we've forgotten how to just talk to each other and it's okay if we have different, but like differing opinions, but have you guys had an opportunity because of your military service? If you've been in a situation where someone has had that attitude, have you had, have you had a chance to sway them or at least share a different perspective so they can go, Oh, maybe America's not the horrible evil wasteland that it's made out to be sometimes. I mean, I think, thank God I've never, I don't know how I would respond to somebody who was anti-American and I thankfully I I mean I see it all the time obviously on social media and it makes me nauseous and angry um, because the the irony of it is they're on videos uh, stomping on a flag or burning a flag or or spitting on a flag that uh, men and women's blood has bought them the right to be able to do that. Um, it's just, uh, I've never ran into somebody who said that, who would have that position. Like I hate America, you know, talk me out of it type thing. And uh, I, I honestly, I don't know how I would respond to it. So. I've only ran into one instance where it wasn't necessarily about America. It was more about um, socialism having a place in america so it, it was it was on that basis and, and i just I, I couldn't stand for it you know like i that was the only 
disagreement that I've ever really experienced. Most of the people, I think when they learn that, you know, I'm in the military or whatnot, they're, they're fairly respect, respectful. And, yeah. um, to Matt, it's like Matt said, like, I thank God that it's never been something where we've really right. had to convince it. Cause I don't, I don't think I would handle it that well either. Um, right. yeah. Do you, do you think if my, my theory is that I just don't know if they realize what they're saying. I don't right. think they, I don't think they, if they knew, yeah, yeah, someone's blood. I mean, people have died for the freedoms that that person possesses to be offensive. My theory is it's just a lot of ignorance, but maybe, mm. like I asked, like Tina on Tina's McCafferty's show, she says, I, I, I will only have people on who, America loving people. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you ever have someone who didn't love America on your show and try, because you're preaching to the choir. Sure. Right. Which is okay, but Interesting. I think most of us want our ideas. We want the other sides to understand what we're saying too. So I said, would you have someone on that didn't? And she's like, I don't know if I could do that. I I don't know. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's room for that. Well, to your point about the, the lack of knowledge. I mean, a lot of this is being driven by, the younger generation who, yes, to your point, Brian, has no fucking clue what they're talking about. They are um, engulfed in social media and in trendy topics, and they latch onto them, and they just spout off at the mouth. I mean, that's that's a huge problem with it, right? I mean, that's what drives a lot of it. Well, it's just like human nature. Everybody wants to, <clears throat> Everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to be a part of something that's unique. Everyone wants to be a part of something that's bigger than, than themselves. And to like Matt said is they hop on these trendy topics and it's, and especially if it's controversial, like they stand out and they're like, look at me, it's attention. It's just a different form of attention, right? It's like uh, the kid constantly doing something they're not supposed to do because they're trying to get the, the parents' attention. It's the same idea. It's right. just at a different scale. And um, you know, I've, you hear it all over the internet and, and, and uh, it's been on Joe Rogan. He's, I think he's the one that said it was like, um, hard times make tough men, tough men make easy times. And like that whole cycle repeats. And I, and I think that's where we're kind of at in a different degree. Agreed. I, I definitely think that I think it's coming upon us to, you know, try to educate cause it, and I understand, I can, I can mentally understand you guys' position about how that would set you off because you, because of the sacrifice you both have made. I didn't do that. I didn't, I don't have, I don't know what that's like. And it still frustrates me, but I can imagine your position when someone's spewing off and you want to choke them rather than love them, love them into, you know, maybe a different way of thinking. But it's not even that it, it's not even the military thing. It, it's common sense. It, most of these people have not been through anything in life, you know, and, and, and they act like they're, they're suffering from something. They have no idea how difficult life is in other countries for other people. And that's the thing that pisses me off the, the most, and aside from my military service, it's just common sense. I mean, you, you have no idea how good you have it in this country. You have no idea how wonderful the freedoms, um, they're afforded to you are in this country. And it, it, it's just, 
that's the part that drives me crazy, you know, aside from the military service and all that stuff, just common sense. It's just ignorant, stupid statements, you know, these spoiled college kids saying how they're, you know, oppressed or whatever bullshit they're out there picketing about, you know, and, and they're at some Ivy League college, you know, driving around daddy's car and they have no idea what the kid who's got a freaking walk 10 miles just to get a pail of water, clean water to drink for the day for him and his family has to go through. It's just ignorant freaking statements. That's, that's all it is. And you're right. You, you, you nailed it. We, we don't have, we was not, there's no comparison, right? We don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've had an easy life and my kids have easy lives. There's, there's no way to, and we try to take them to Mexico sometimes and, and show them, Hey, this is how other people live. So quit whining about your internet speed. Yeah. Mm. And that's a little taste, but we've got it good. And mm-hmm. it, it does it. It, it, so, it softens us a little. I mean, I don't want horrible suffering, but right. I, I, I pray for a good power outage for a week. But you have appreciation for what you have. Right. I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I do as much as I ought to, but and then so and it's okay to feel that way because we're we're literally every single day we wake up we're creating a whole different culture and 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 there's other parts of the world that don't agree with it but this is this is evolution this is all things that are are supposed to happen in this experience in my opinion so as as much as you're not giving yourself credit for it brian i i i think you have you know i think i think you or you could you know every day when the sun comes up i just try again i guess but we that's, it, right? that's all you can do, man. We call it yeah. in the military 30 inch steps, 30 inch steps, steps. drive, no, drive no. those heels, drive those heels and, and, and keep moving it forward. You know, tip the spear. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the definition of perfection really, mm-hmm. you know, just, just striving every day. What do you guys want? want to, what haven't I asked you that you want to talk about with what you do and your show and, and this, you know, this mentality we just talked about, about trying to educate people and help, be an example of yeah this place is pretty damn good and we've got it we've got it good here and let's let's appreciate that i mean uh, for for us i i think in the show sense i just wanted to to come across and let everyone know that you know this is a plat uh, um, a platform that advocates for you know for mental health and support of growth amongst uh, like our veteran community and beyond because we're all we're all human beings we've been through trauma which we touched on um, you know, Matt and I are military battle buddies. We've got 16 years of combined experience trying to navigate this life with PTSD and trauma. And, and we were just in a situation that got to highlight it. So we want to be able to give back uh, and we understand the nuances and how debilitating it can be. Um, so we want to be that bridge for everybody to be able to come on, have a conversation and we want to normalize to talk about PTSD. We want to normalize mental health and building a support network um, and just empowering people to just go out there and, and do your best to have the, the best life and in pursuit of happiness. And that's really it on the show, show part of it. Um, in terms of our experience, I think, man, I, I just, I love this country and I just think it's going to, we're going to be okay. Um, and I, and I said that with Tina uh, and I've listened back to it and, and I'm not one to dive into this type of thing, but we have to just learn to love a little bit more. Um, I think we have to learn to to have a little bit more empathy and 
to have that power outage and not pick up the phone and read the headlines and judge off people. Um, again, we've all, we're all put here without choice. Um, so just a little bit more love and uh, understanding um, would, would go a long way. What a concept, right? Love your neighbor just a little bit more. So, yeah. I, well, I'll speak to the show. Uh, first, I, I am, uh, I'm just incredibly proud of, of what we've been able to do in the short amount of time that we've done it. Um, and I, I think that in the future, we just hope that the every or everyday ordinary person will listen and, and has some kind of commonality with what we're saying and find a place um, where they can find an hour every week where they can feel normal and feel like it's okay to not be okay or to be a, a, a screw up or, or somebody who's having to start over or doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at, but I mean, it, as far as the, the America side of it, I, I'm probably more of a realist than Andrew. He, <laughs> he doesn't like that about me. Um, I don't, my hope is that, that things will change. That's my hope. Um, in my heart, I don't, I don't think they will, but, uh, I, I do agree with, with you, Andrew, that this is what happens. It's the evolution of things, but I think we're on the backside of it. I think, uh, I just think that with the, the differences and opinions, um, and the way the wedge is been driven into America, it's going to be very, very hard um, to find a common place for the left and for the right. But I do believe that the majority of Americans have the same, pretty much the same values, the same views, and just want to live a good life and be heard. And, and to Andrew's point, that's the importance of loving people and respecting each other, period regardless you know um i love the fact that we that people have the freedom to speak on things that they find their injustices in this world you know I, I, that's what we fought for that, that's great you know and um but it needs to be needs to go both ways they need to reciprocate the respect for other people when they want to speak to you know so i think that's just that's that's the main thing. So yeah, and I think I, have, I do have to mention the the snoring dog. Whose dog is it? Oh. That's my uh, two hundred and fifty pound uh, English mastiff. I'm sorry. Is it really two hundred fifty pounds? Yeah. It sounds yeah. like one of you snoring. That's powerful. This is yes. Yeah, oh, so, that's great. Play, I, have, I have a California king. This is uh, I don't know. This is probably gonna stop ladies from wanting to talk to me. But I have a California king, and I share a bed with my dog Bruno, who's 250 pounds. He has his own pillow. Um, so, <laughs> he should have his own bed. Yeah, Holy I, hell. I, I wake up most nights and he's snoring and he's laying on his pillow and I have to shake him just like I would a normal person. Roll over. Roll over. <laughs> so, yeah, he's sorry about that. He's uh, it's totally, no, that actually, I think that's the highlight of this interview. <laughs> Bruno <laughs> Bruno oh, he always movie. makes an appearance like on our show, like you'll hear him in the background. All of a sudden he starts lapping up water and it sounds like a, like a, like he's in a this horse. dove into a horse trough. 
Oh, I, want, I want a picture of Bruno. That's okay. name Bruno. I'll, yes. Yeah, I'll check, I'll check that's going right. on. That's going on the graphics from when I post this for sure because that, that's, that's perfect. Classic, perfect. But you I know, like if I've I've I believe this, and maybe I'm just high in the sky, Pollyanna. But if whatever side you come from, if you are genuinely interested in learning about somebody or, or learning their story and just not trying to change their mind mm-hmm. or fix them or save them. Just, just understand at first. I think that's the basis that if we try that, we would, we would build bridges all over the place, but we're yeah. so dug into our ideologies, whatever side we're on, that it's hard. If someone challenges it, I, I have a friend on online. I've never met him in person and he politically, I mean, I've been consuming just nothing but conservative media for 20 years, which is, I've stopped because it's, it was poison also mm-hmm. um, and nothing else. And he was from the other side and I hated everything he said. I wanted to fight with this guy all the time <laughs> and he was so articulate and I knew I could never win because that was my intention. I wanted to win and just prove yeah. him wrong. And I finally had him on and I said, why do we do that? Why do we just dig in so hard? And, and we think that it, basically what we came to the conclusion was that our ideas, if they're challenged, we don't want to feel like we've been duped because mm. we oh, we'll feel stupid right? If, if what we've been believing our whole life is wrong and it's hard to do that. And so we dig in and we fight it and we say, screw you. We put them in a box. Yeah. People are scared. That's what, the, that's what you scared. do when you're scared, right? I, like, yeah. There's no, there's no answer for this experience. So to be able to hang on and, and say you have some sort of control over it and you have some sort of know-how people hang on to that dear life. Yeah. And that's I causing want, so much of the divide right now. Go ahead, man. I just want everybody to, I don't want to change anybody's mind. There's a ground. I, I don't want to change anybody's mind. I, I don't. I just want people to respect me for what I believe. I don't expect people to believe the same things I do or have the same morals and values, or the same political ideologies as I do, because everybody goes through different walks in life. So it should never be anybody's um, purpose to change somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's just respect them for what they what they believe and what they whatever their values are. That's fine. And just just respect me for being an ordinary man gets up and goes to work every day, loves my kid. You know, I mean, just the major things, not what I what my political views are and 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 this and that. It's those are things that there's a reason why years ago that used to be taboo and those things used to not be talked about because I do think that a lot of those things are personal things. And that's why people are so passionate about it nowadays because a lot of it's based on their, their, their views and morality and, and, and that's why a lot of it shouldn't be talked about. Or leave the door open that it can be talked about, but civilly just to understand. At a if, minimum, yeah, if you can't talk civilly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. What happened to ever? Whatever happened to to agree to disagree without anger, being di- disagreeable, and, without being and, disagreeable, yeah, without having hatred towards each other. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. It's bullshit. It's weird. Yeah. It's. And it, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, it's fixable. I believe it's fixable if we if we learn one, you know, one show at a time, one interview at a time. I'm trying to have people on that I probably wouldn't maybe otherwise agree with that's that's one of the things i'm trying to do is find that's a really good that's we'll a talk. good idea that's a great idea because 
I love, I mean, like talking with you guys, we agree on pretty much probably everything for the most part. It's awesome, but it's easy. Yeah. Right? And I want to, I'm just, I'm not trying to put myself in any light, but, but then again, I have a podcast. So yes, I am. So to be fair. <laughs> right. But, yeah. But you're also growing, right? Like you're growing yeah, in this, in this experience, in this whole podcast world and experience. Right. So it's now, it's just like, I listen, it, you have to be uncomfortable to change. And so yeah. to be able to get in there and have those uncomfortable conversations and step outside of your box also, right. And go out and seek and search and well, I'd say seek search and destroy like a Marine, but <laughs> seek search and, and, and investigate, if you will, like that's, it's again, it's commendable. Like those are, those are all growing things that especially in this media, this entertainment or whatever the hell this is creative process, you gotta, you gotta, gotta stay, stay a little, little uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable for sure. Well, guys, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to connect finally. Uh, it's been great Absolutely. to meet both of you, and uh, I'd love to stay in touch and maybe do this again. Or yes. if you need help with your show or anything, and help with yep. anything you're doing, you I'll, awesome. I'll have you on. You guys can beat me up on your side. Yeah, <laughs> we would we would love to listen. Uh, the the open door policy, Brian, for sure. Um, uh, we really appreciated this experience. Um, Tina was our, our very first experience kind of getting on and, and sharing our story. And, um, you know, this time we, we were feeling a little bit more uh, capable, if you will, and more confident. So um, we would love to definitely have you on our show and have you go through our experience. Um, so when we keep in touch, we will we'll figure that out and we'll, we'll run you through the gauntlet and, and we'll do a live show together. Is your... Uh... Are your ratings going to drop? Because now you've had, I don't know. You, I know of your second, this is your second Mormon you've had on your show. So are you guys going to be okay? <laughs> Listen, yeah. Tina, Tina has been incredible for us. So, I oh, mean, if, if the trend, if the trend holds, I think we're going to, we're probably, oh, okay. we're going to, we might get 300, uh, 310 followers on YouTube. Oh, you know? Nice. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. yeah exactly we'll go up to 310 yeah. hey, whatever, whatever it takes you know when you started you had none that's right? dude, it's we were just talking about that brian too we were, we were just like man like you know last year at this time because this time last year we were all prepped ready and like we were just ready to, to like start launching and we had a date picked a date for november 22nd to do our first live show and we we're like oh dude like six months dude we'll have a thousand we'll start monetizing <laughs> you start getting hats and do this 12 months later we just had we just hit over 300 and we just ordered our first round of swag uh for the birthday for the birthday event and we basically forced all our friends to buy hats and hoodies so this is the <laughs> good for you see i've been doing this almost five years i have i have nothing i got no swag i don't have a banner i got Listen, like we can help you with that. We we've we can okay. help. I'm sure we can we can reciprocate uh, some Andrew. He, Andrew's the entrepreneur. Uh, he's uh, this guy's business mind never stops. If it was up to me, we'd still be on laptops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, Matt's getting these packages in the mail, and and, and I'll be like texting him. I'm like, all right, dude, you got studio lights coming. You got microphones coming. Uh, you got a banner coming and he's like, uh, 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 okay, man. Like, thank, thank, thanks. Yeah. He's like, I guess we'll talk about it later. I'm like, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's always yeah. thinking five, six yeah. steps ahead. So. Yeah. Well, I'm a recovering graphic designer, so I can, I do my own artwork, but oh, that's nice. the trouble is I'm a recovering graphic designer because right. I, I, I can do stop. it because I can. And it's like, oh geez. Okay. Well now you let the cat out the bag, Brian. 
yeah. <laughs> he uh, just let it out. Now, now he's really going to keep in touch I, with you. I don't mind help. I don't mind helping someone else. I just hate doing it for myself. I almost hired I just, another graphic designer to help me because I, I was just say, like, I don't want to do this for myself. I had a hard time getting a hold of me the first time. They never gonna get a, get a, get me away. <laughs> right. uh, like a bad bad rash. No, that was that's gross, but real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Brian. This was a, this was a great experience, and uh, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate all the listeners out there that uh, that are gonna be tuning in and 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 following you along. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you guys again, and uh, and we'll we'll see you on the next round. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. Thank you again for listening to the show. I really appreciate the time you spend to hear the words and hear our guests. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please send an email to parishpodcast at gmail.com. That's parishpodcast at gmail.com. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Parish the Thought Show.